0: across the park podcast is proud to be sponsored by globe gas and heating for the best kitchen and bathroom renovations boiler servicing and repair and central and underfloor heating in the northwest head over to globecentralheating.com and quote across the park for a free quote Hello everyone! Welcome to the Across the Park podcast. It's another week. It's another set of dramas. Another another loads of issues and challenges to deal with for this for this club that we love. We love to hate at times, but again, we're back this we're back this week. We'll be covering everything that's gone on in the last week, and um, we'll also look be looking ahead to the Brentford game briefly. Back at the Arsenal game, um, and I'm joined this week by. A uh, deputy to Millsy, so Millsy's not here this week, so we've got Colin Floods with us this week. Cheers for joining us, Col. No problem at all, guys. Pleasure. Col is home and away with the Blues, a colleague of mine and a good friend as well, and I'm sure he'll be a more than able deputy to Millsy. Before we get started, I just want to take the chance, as always, to uh, thank our sponsors, Globe Heating and Gas, first and foremost. We're getting into the winter now. Most of us are looking at that rickety old boiler thinking, how long is that going to last? Give them a shout, the guys over there are outstanding. Um, also brilliant at bathrooms as well. You can check them out and you'll have seen it in our intro. Thank you to the Pod Cafe, our um gracious host here. Um, unbelievable setup. We've had loads of compliments on that. So thanks again to those guys. If you if you've you know got a business or you're looking for any broadcasting support or anything around audio, podcast and video, Give them a shout. It's Pug underscore on Instagram, or you can drop us a message, and we'll send 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 you their way. Without further ado, Carl, we're gonna have to get into things. Um, just gonna briefly touch on the the Arsenal game first and foremost. Come into the 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 wider the stuff, and then move forward, I guess uh, chronologically into the Brentford one. So, starting with the Arsenal game, we we had our instant match reaction, um, and I don't think normally at After a few days, I kind of calmed down and have a think about it and think, well, you know, maybe I was being a little bit harsh at the time. But my opinion, just to to kind of give you an insight, was that I just thought we were so passive. We didn't lay a glove on them. There was very little in terms of a game plan, I thought, from the manager. Uh, The players didn't really have an idea when they got in the final third. They they looked like they panicked consistently. I thought we'd done okay at the back, but I don't think Arsenal really needs to get out of first gear.
1: No, I completely agree with everything you're saying guys and I think that's probably something that's been consistent with all the games. It's the lack of, lack of a plan. I think we, we look very, very vulnerable uh, when we're in possession of the ball. We, mm. we look seriously, you know, uh, unorganised. You know, we can probably put two passes together um, and then it's, it's direct. You know what I mean? It's yeah. in, into the striker, off the midfielders. But Arsenal had a game plan s- Sunday, and it worked with it. Let Everton have the ball, and they'll put themselves under pressure, yeah. especially at the back. And I think uh, moving forward, you know, that lack of a plan um, will only build more frustration around mm-hmm. the fans. I mean, it's sitting where I sit, it's it, it's predictable. It's yeah. you know, for me, at level that level, uh, you know, professional footy players at that level should at least be able to keep possession of the ball or have mm. some idea about what we're trying to do. But the the the, the blanket midfield five just was so ineffective Sunday. Um, and it was so plain to see. We were getting pulled out, traps set all over the pitch, and it looked like men against boys. And the lack of quality there for me, yeah. especially the in-possession part where, where we've got the ball, we lacked creat- creativity. But what really disappointed me was the set pieces and corners. Oh. Again, it was just the lack of quality and you know, you can see it in some level of frustration from where I sit in the paddock. You can see it across the line when mm. when they're, they're pointing where they want it and it doesn't beat the first man.
0: Conversely, Arsenal tried that corner six or seven times at the yeah. weekends. We didn't, didn't react to it once. once. Yeah. Not, I mean, sometimes you can get that in the first half because maybe the players have been given the instruction. You stay in the box, you defend the, the cross when it comes. But surely as a coach or set of coaches, management team, at half time you say, listen, like, cut that out, stop the overload from that corner. Mm-hmm. He ends up scoring from that. Is that, will that be something, I'll rephrase my question, is that something you were not expecting, I think, from a a Sean Dyche team?
1: Well, look, you've got to give players responsibility on the pitch, haven't you? Mm. You know, if they see it and they know it's becoming an an issue, you've got to empower them a little bit. For me, it looks like it's, no, it's this way and this is the way it's got to be. Mm. And and then, for me, you're losing that, like, Ability for the players to adapt to the game situations. Them corners we got torn apart by um, Arsenal, you know, on the corners. But we did by Doncaster as well. Yeah, they true. started it. They, they, you know, they started pulling us out, and we didn't know whether we were coming out or we were mm. sitting in. It, for me, it's a worry. It's a concern that you know. And, and if he, if that's the only plan we've got for corners, well, we're going to concede more against uh, on, from corners and set pieces in them areas, but. You know, every team are on it now. You, you can see them, like right? let's play short and pull them out. You know, and they're creating chances from it. You know, but it's the lack of urgency and the reaction from the lads that, for me, is more concerning. I, yeah. I don't think that's the players. I think that's the management, the coaching, mm. that's all to sit in. But for me, it's so obvious, so apparent that we're, we're conceding from it, and it's it's quite amateur. It's it? You know, it's frustrating. Yeah.
0: yeah. Just um, again briefly touching on a few of the changes he made going into the game. Um, Mikelankos coming at left back. Um, Ashley Young switched to, to right back. McNeil in for Ghana. Any any um, any complaints with those changes? Do you think they were the right calls?
1: On paper, you'd say no, wouldn't you? Mm. Uh, but I think the two fullbacks done well to handle Ashley Young's fullback uh, wingers. I thought McNeil faded around sixty minutes, mm-hmm. and it was the Should right expect, time to yeah. you know to to give him a, a rest. But. I don't know. I mean, we're all great coaches from the sideline, Mm. aren't we, you know, but when you're seeing a player struggling to recover and he will have had to have done a lot of that recovering. Mm. um, For me, he took too long. It reminded me of David Moyes, wait till the 80, 85th minute and then we'll make a change or go behind and we'll make a change. I just like to see him be more proactive, you know, with his substitutions. But in terms of his personnel, I'll be honest, I think the Ashley Young one, I've got a question mark over it at the moment, mate. Mm. I think look he's great in the squad player role, but to be dependent on him over the two first shoes, what you let's say last season fullbacks, I'm not sure.
0: Not only that, it's um it's dependent on him, it seems, to take every single set piece come rain or Shine, despite the fact that he seems to either put it on the keeper or not or not beat the first man. I haven't seen much so far. Look, there's been the odd delivery. But I've not been much so far, so not seen much so far. That explains to me why he takes every single set
1: piece. Mm. I mean, look, I, I I love getting in early to watch warm-ups yeah, and yeah. I watch the other teams and stuff like that. It's just something I've, I've mm. grown fond to over the years with coaching and stuff. And I watch Dan Juma whip crosses in after cross, after cross. He, he scores. He's one of the only ones who consistently finishes in the finishing drills. Mm. And it baffles me. You know, we don't put them on set pieces corners. Yeah. I think from James Garner to Ashley Young to maybe one or two others, you've had to go McNeil. Mm. It is in that you know the 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 level or the quality of it and, and the accuracy of where they're putting it. I just I think it's a potluck. Right. I, I'm I'm dumbfounded a little bit at the quality of it. Um, but it's a confidence whipping mm. the ball in and people getting on the end of it. It might be a combination of all those things, but. I'm on. I'm with yeah. I, I think the I think Ashley Young at the moment probably picking on him because he's taking the set yeah, pieces yeah, a yeah. lot. Exactly, but that's that's but my point. Is that the there? quality
0: isn't the isn't the best? You'd almost see areas where it suits a left footer player, but then Ashley Young comes jogging over and suddenly he's on it. Yeah. Um. Th- just just to add to that, I remember when Deitch first come in and it was a bit of a breath of fresh air that the the strategy from set plays generally was let's hang the ball up so we've got a chance to get on the end of it. That just seems to have disappeared yeah. now obviously i'm i might seem to contradict myself because i said that there there's far too many crosses that are claimed by the keeper but you hang it up so far to the back post keepers are reluctant to come that far you remember when he first came yep. in it was like let's put it really high to the back post mm. give the likes of tarkovsky a chance to get on the end of it and we take we get the bits from the second ball i think that's hard to play against that mm. and i just don't know where that's gone and th- there seems to be very little variety variety and as you say the players seem to be suffering from a lack of confidence, both from deliveries and even
1: when they get on the end of it. Yeah, so it, it probably goes back to what they're doing through the week, mm. you know, in training. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll pick on the likes of Patterson, the like fullbacks. You know what I mean? And mm. the level of quality he's throwing from open playing crosses yeah. has been poor. Wolves was the perfect example. Yeah. I think the keeper got plaudits for coming and claiming everything. Well, I probably he's would easy. have catched yeah, some of them with that right. eye and that that light. You know, the mm. the crosses, but. Again, you know, we're picking on things. I think we're stuck between, you know, a system where we want to come out and play and we don't uh, because we're too conservative in the way we do. And then when we get in them areas to deliver, I think we're isolating certain players, one against four uh, and and the crosses is just a potluck. I don't see anything fired across the near post because someone's attacking the near post and see, like you said, back post or cutting Mm. things back. It's just luck. I've yeah. seen the core against Fulham that crosses back to him. Yeah. He's lucky he was there because he never got his head up and looked. Yeah, He's yeah. just put it through. But I, I think quality from corners, set pieces, throw-ins is another one. <laughs> yeah, I have basically. been absolutely shocked at like, how poor we are mm. with throw-ins, especially in the final third. It's just like throw it and throw it back and guess guess what what i'm going to do with it yeah there's yeah. no real plan to it arsenal turned up big pass the game isn't it? massive all yeah. the guards took the ball under pressure mm. under two players sunday and they kept possession mm. but they had a plan to it mm. we just don't look like we know what our plan is unless it's direct from yeah. the, the back four into the striker
0: I, i'll even be critical of that you know because i don't think in the first half beto even got any ball into him well like, you know saying like oh yeah the plan is go go direct go long don't even think that happens like, he was standing there at times, and, and Deitch was calling to him to run the channel. But Beto was going, put the ball up to it's me, yeah. put the ball up to yeah. me, I'll pin this player. And, I, and, and we've seen him do that at Chef United numerous times, we've seen him do it at Doncaster. You put the ball up to him, at, you know, chest, feet height, he'll hold the ball up, he'll bring others mm-hmm. in, and he'll sometimes turn and, and run at defenders back. I, I felt a little bit sorry for him at the, week, at the weekend, because I don't think he got any decent ball into him. The Only time he kind of got the ball was, was kind of off second balls and it was a little bit scruffy and there was no one around him. And, and he made to look, make got made to look a little bit poor and untidy. He
1: looked like a busy fool, all yeah. he kept doing was closing passes down. Yeah, you know, yeah. and they, they were quite happy, everyone sat in. And and the balls you're referring to there, the, the direct balls or, or myself, is they weren't into him, they were no, into wingers, into space, yeah. yeah, into the space channel mm-hmm. winger chase. and... You're like right. Playing into indirect was probably I've got no problem with
0: that, by the way, you know. Yeah. I haven't. I really haven't. There's a time and a place for it. And I think against an Arsenal team that will look and as you say to set traps, I've got no problem with playing direct. But there's got to be a method to it. There's got to be a way of getting those second balls. Mm. There's got to be a okay, what happens if this happens? Those what ifs that you talk about in coaching and, and you, you assume that's happening in the training yeah. grounds. I, I just don't have any belief that that's going on. Mm. It, it seems to be very percentage based and almost like I know you're saying you know, this is the way we play or whatever. I, I almost don't see that. Fullbacks and, and centre-backs are picking up the ball and they don't know what they're doing before they're getting it. Like, that's generally what you find in a in a team that's well drilled and patterns. The ball comes in, the others you know what they're going to do with it. Mm. You're seeing them picking it up, looking around, going back to Pickford, looking around again. It's all signs
1: of a team that just don't look like they've got an idea. We an haven't identity. got a plan B, either, have we? You know, I guess that's what it's referring to. Is, is that we we want to sit in and be solid and then be direct when we're in possession? Mm. But you know, you, you can't you can't get wins by just playing with that 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 philosophy. For me, you, you know, you, you're going to have to adapt. You know, when there's going to be teams in the next few weeks. We've got to break down. I think we're going to struggle. I just want to see us in possession. Can't see us breaking many teams. We struggled to break Doncaster down. Yeah, we did make a lot of changes, but if you've got a philosophy and a plan in place, yeah. you know, you'd like to see it, you know, in those mm. games. But I I I I believe, you know, that the the, the way he sets them up at the minute, it, it's just to be plan A is just to be hard to break down yeah. and then we'll run from that. Well, let's stick on the pitch. Slight, yeah. slight change of plan,
0: stick on the pitch because um, I guess we'll roll into the, the Brentford game now and we'll touch on the off the field stuff after mm-hmm. that. So I guess first and foremost, do you expect, and we spoke about it briefly off air, it's a huge few games coming up for Sean Deitch, and we'll touch on Sean Deitch as an individual um, after we look at, at the game. Um, but what do you think the mentality is going into this game? Look, West, sorry, Brentford, for me, is a very tough place to go. I don't think many teams, aside from maybe the top two or three in this league, go to Brentford and think, we expect to get three points here. I think most expect it to be a difficult day, and they'd maybe be, you know be happy coming away with the points. Do you think the mentality, given the position we're in, has to be different?
1: I think he's got to learn from the Wolves and the uh, Fulham game. Definitely, um, I, I think a point is enough. You know, we've got to get points on the board. So okay. I think if he's if he's going to push it. You know, and do something that we haven't seen in the last few games, you know, by going to a front, you know, mm. I think he, he's probably got a, this is the type of game, you've got to be solid and play for your set pieces, yeah. you know, with that with that group of players. Must win, absolutely, because of where we are, you know, one point from five games, you know, just isn't good enough, um, conceding the amount of goals we have. We're just getting caught then in between, um, coming out and wanting to sit in. I think his approach, he's just got to be, you know, we've got to be hard to break down, play for set pieces and, you know, if we do have to go for it, I'd like to see two up front. I mean, mm. I've seen it at the very end at Arsenal on yeah. on, on Sunday. But, but, but the it, personnel wasn't what we wanted no. I mean, like, I thought,
0: you know, briefly going back to Arsenal, given how toothless we were throughout the game mm. and, and how fresh Beto looked, I think it was an ideal chance to throw them both up there. Absolutely. And and if anything, okay, take Better off with five minutes to go and bring Chimiti on. Mm. I almost thought he, he he played as Joker by taking Better off. And it was like, you've got nothing to bring on now. Yeah. Because Arsenal obviously scored after Better went off. Mm-hmm. And I think if he had his way or if he's had a bit more foresight, he have been thinking, well, probably should have kept him on there. Yeah.
1: No, um, I, I agree with you. I think the shape is up for question, isn't it, For me at the mm. minute, them three midfielders being quite ineffective from day one um, but he's persevering with it I'd, I'd love to know why uh, and come out and explain that but for me you know his plan B should be two up front you know mm. what I think it, it was at Burnley yeah I mean, absolutely yeah. I, understand,
0: I understand to a certain extent why it couldn't be early on in the season when we literally only had Morpay and maybe a, you know a Dan Juma or maybe Damari Gray who was obviously out of favour I understood when we didn't have a target man why we perhaps didn't go for the two up front um, But now that we've got Calvert-Lewin, Beto, Chimiti, why would you not use that chance? Particularly, again, given the circumstances, you know, in the Arsenal game, we're 1-0 down. We're facing five games with only one point. Losing 2-0, losing 3-0 at this stage of the season is irrelevant. You know, I'd rather, the fans would rather have seen him throw this ice. a
1: For me, he just looks like he doesn't trust them. As a group, yeah. I still look, I look at him on the sideline and, and, and the amount of times he talks to his staff, and you think he's going to make a change and yeah. you think he's spotted something, but he looks to me as if, like again, he doesn't trust the bench. Yeah. You know, and maybe that's right, you know, but until you give it a go, the the, the training bit I always refer back to, you should be seeing what they're doing on the park, on the pitch, you yeah, know, yeah. on the match day. And I don't see any change from the first no. game of the season to where we are now. Um, and I, I put that probably down to the fact that he's not getting what he needs out the lads and he doesn't trust the group. If that's the case, then come out and say it. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Explain it to us because his fans, I think over the next two games, they're going to turn their frustration towards him and his tactics mm. and his style of footy uh, to oppose to the lads the are playing uh, mm. who are on the pitch. Because I, at the minute, I, I can't see his... You know, scoring many goals in the games unless he puts two up front or he changes the quality of crosses into the box um, but again I think he had the opportunity there to get in Arsenal's face from the mm-hmm. first minute and you could see it kicked off they kept the ball for about two or three minutes after it. I mean you, you, you knew straight away mm-hmm. we're not going to press these eye up here we're going to sit back we're right? going um, to get pulled out we're going to get exposed you know mm-hmm. they're going to get us in the wide areas kill us and they did to some extent. I'm just surprised he didn't score more than what he did yeah, on yeah. the that's,
0: day. I, I guess that's some consolation. So again, focusing on the on, on the Brentford game, you said you know you you wouldn't mind or you'd quite like to see two of from
1: what you'd expect to see. Like, same shape, same team, same team exactly. I, I think, still left I, I think he'll still right start there. with Mikel Yeah. I mean,
0: I, I'll be honest, and, I, and I, this is divided opinion slightly. I thought Mikel done a really good job, and yeah. t- considering what he was brought in to do, considering the manager explicitly come out before the game and says, I'm playing him because he plays well against Saka. I thought Saka gave him a, a bit of the run at mm. times, but I think generally he stuck to his task. He made some brilliant blocks. I think we know, most Evertonians who go to most games know what Michalenko is now. He's a good defender and that's it. Mm. Not, not more than that. I thought at Doncaster he was a bit of breath of fresh air because he came on and just showed a bit of positivity. But I think, you know, given he was playing against the League 2 team, that was probably... You know he was slightly above that level so you think
1: i think you, i think you
0: we'll, would you stick against no, slightly no, flipping no. the question who would you play no, and I, I, then I, I personally
1: if, if he goes with the five across the middle i put james garner back in as the old midfielder he's the only creative midfielder for yeah. me on the ball um i think garner gave probably a little bit higher with Takore or onana yeah. i think onana for me looks a little bit disillusioned blue outs. you know call it what you want but I think between the, uh, the, that midfield so five. It,
0: uh, that five you say there, so you've mentioned Garner, Garner Gay, Decore, Anana, do they all play no, for you? No, no.
1: No. I think for me, Anana uh, would probably be the one I'd drop. I'd have Garner Gay and Decore pressing, um, mm-hmm. and then I'd have Dan Juma and McNeil on the wings to get some deliveries in. That's if it's a five. If it was yeah. going to a four, then I'd probably give Garner Gay and, and uh, O'Nana a rest and put Takore in as the, ch- the chasing midfielder and Garner as the ball player and go two up front. Because mm-hmm. Takore yeah. supports well, you know, yeah. when we're on attack and he breaks up well. But give him the ball in possession. He, you know, he's like a fish out of water oh, He's <laughs> he? Dreadful he, in possession, isn't he? And he's I think terrible. he'd be all um, to He's that all right himself. picking up bits, isn't he? And I think that's, yeah.
0: that's where he, he thrived last season, you know, in the games against Brighton and and, and, you know, the the last game is Bournemouth. Mm-hmm. If you just say to him, look, go and get close to the striker, go and pick the bits up, you know, second balls. If it comes to yeah, just let the ball go mm-hmm. or drive
1: forward. I, I enjoy seeing him yeah. driving forward. Well, you know, but mm-hmm. can give it to the people who can play, you know, yeah. and I think we'd, we'd probably look a little bit more organised in mm-hmm. that way. And then hopefully, you know, with, with the back four, he started to be able to play the ball into someone who's going to turn on the ball because the amount of times we play the way we're facing, even there's no one round. That's why just...
0: James Garner needs to be in there for me. Yeah, and, 100%. And I, I think if it wasn't for the poor performance of Doncaster, because I thought, he, I thought he was the victim of the fact that Doncaster really pressed us in the middle of the pitch and he overloaded us and he was literally one versus two. And you could see what their coach had said. As soon as he'd seen his name on the team sheet and knew he was in there, mm. he knew he was the only ball player in the field. It was like, look, double up on him and they won't play through mm. midfield, and we didn't. Yeah. And I think Teich has almost thought, I'm not doing that again now, which is disappointing. But I agree with you. I think he needs to be in that midfield if we're going to have any chance of playing through the thirds. Uh,
1: he seems to be the only option for me at the minute. If we want to get it down and play, we'll play through him. But he seems to be the, the, the easy touch or the easy person to drop for me. Because mm-hmm.
0: he's not as physical as the other three.
1: Yeah yeah and and i think if you're looking at dice's traits as a manager then you know he does look the physicality oversees the physicality than the the quality on the ball which probably why we're not seeing much of gomez at the minute either in the squad whatever Mm -hmm. his situation is but you know for me garner's got it garner is james garner is probably the best ball playing midfielder we've got for me he's got to be in there because that's where one of the areas we're really struggling in and if he's got five across the middle i'd put a flip up between the other three, uh, Takore, Garnage, and uh, Onana. But I think it's time to see two up front. What have mm. we got to lose? You know, we're, no, we're, right. we're already at rock bottom to a certain extent. You know, and if it's anything, you know, it, it's going to offer us more of an attacking, you know, approach. We're probably subject to a bit more counter attack and footy, but you know, until we try <laughs> we'll it, it let's see it. We, we want to see crosses in the box and chances. Mm. I, I think in, in, in the game on Sunday. I mean, I I struggle to count on many occasions that we got the ball in the box and had a shot on goal Mm. that was on target. Yeah. Which is what we pay for. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. Unfortunately, I I think given what we've seen so far
0: in terms of the changes or lack of changes that Deitch sent to me, I just can't see it. Like, I agree with you. I just Mm. can't see it. See how long it took him to drop Michael Keane? It's almost like it it, it needs to get to oblivion. And and it's that glaringly obvious, even, you know, Mm. even a... Even a monkey would make that change, but I, I really do. Um, I, I really, do, sorry, I really don't think that, that that's that's incoming that change. I, I just see It'll be things. more of a reactive one. Yeah. I, I think. Unfortunately, I think if we go behind at the weekends, which you know is is likely given the form of both teams, then you'll make that change and, and then it becomes you're chasing the game and then you are more likely to but if you set up and go, right, this is our game plan, we're playing four four two. We're playing a diamond maybe or as you say, we're playing two wide players. We're gonna tuck our full backs in. I think something something will give. I think that's my only um my only expectation. If we do play two up front He'll either took the midfielders into a diamonds and yeah. says to the fullbacks, you're going to be getting the crosses in. That's what he's done at Burnley. Mm-hmm. Or he tucks the full backs in and says to the wide players, you're going to be doing the crossing. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be doing both, is he? Or it's old so. school and it's like we're yeah. attacking Absolutely, on the right, yeah. the left
1: tucks in. Yeah. I think for me, you know, his big opportunity the weekend is for, for me to go two up front. Okay. And I think he'll change the attitudes of all the fans to say, look, you know, he's got more belief in the group and he sees what we maybe see, you know, from a sideline point of view. And we'll accept it, and it'll, my opinion, then it'll buy him a bit more time, you know. Um, but if he doesn't and it reverts to what he, he thinks the five across the middle expect, expect the same outcome. Do
0: you, do you know what? Do you know what? I agree with you there as well. But do you know the other thing? And I think football, in my opinion, is a simple game, and, and we sometimes overcomplicate it, other people overcomplicate it. I always think if you're a manager in any setup, whether it's, you know, grassroots or, you know, kids' footy or whatever it is. Build the team around your best players and whether we like it or not, the two forward players are our best players in yeah. terms of the ones who, you know, if, if you know, God forbid, and we'll come on to the off the field stuff in a minute, there was a big clear out, aside from Jordan Pickford, they're the two players you probably think they'll get, you know, obviously yeah. Beto's should come through, there's also, it might be less likely, but if it was a fire sale, those are the two players that I think other teams would pick up and go, we can use them. Play your two best, play your best players. Yeah. Those two forwards could get mm. 15 goals in in most Premier League teams mm. easily. Get them in the team and, I, and let's think, build the team around
1: that. You know, you you you're talking about grassroots. Is that what you do with grassroots? That's what I do with my yeah, kids' yeah. team. You know, you've got to build the system around your kids. It's yeah. For to me, it looks like it's the other way around. At the minute, with nice. he's got a system that doesn't suit the players. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I think that's what he's stuck with. Whether that's down to recruitments and stuff, uh, players he's getting in. I don't know. I mean, I'd love to see Jack Harrison and see what he brings uh, to the team when he, he comes in, yeah. but it's going to take time for him to get mm-hmm. up to, you know, speed with with, with the the game, the Delhi Alley situation if that offers us something you know, slightly so. different, do you know what I mean? But was he on the bench, Jack Harrison? He wasn't, was he? No, but there was no. talk of him being yeah, on the yeah. bench, wasn't he, uh, on Sunday, but uh, I mean, no, he... he didn't I, think he he he's a couple of I didn't see him get off the, get off the bench if he did. Like. Yeah, but he's another one. I think he liked quality to Absolutely, set pieces, yeah. you know, deliveries mm. and stuff like that, more attacking-minded. Yeah. So I think with, with it, the likes of him in, in, in your mind and the uh, Ganato situation and that, he wants yeah. wingers who want to attack, but I just don't think he's got the right players. So don't mm. play that system. Yeah. Because otherwise, you, you're not going to get the outcome you want. Fit mm. the system around the players you've got. You've probably got more of an opportunity to see the best out of them. And and for me, that going back to it, it's two up front. Yeah, definitely.
0: All right. Well, if that's again, given all of the permutations, and again, which I don't know, which whether you're going to side with what you'd expect or what you like. But give us a give us a prediction.
1: I, I, I'm open for a one-one draw. <laughs> that's what it's come to, isn't it? Mm. I'm hoping for a one-one draw.
0: Um, yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with you. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with two-two again. We seem to have had a lot of 2 2s mm. under. I seem to remember a lot of 2-2s over the last six months Um, not just under well yeah we we got one of Forrest didn't we we had one the other week Um, I, I think I think the fans would take that I think we'd take a draw we'd snap your hands off for a draw mm-hmm. in fact but I think more than anything else I think to see us score another couple of goals would be yeah. good yeah um, and hopefully to see a bit of a sh- shift in the mentality in, in terms of the way we're, way we're playing. But I'm, I'm going to go with 2-2, two, two, and I think that's more out of hope <laughs> than expectation as well. Um, unfortunately, we're going to we're now move on to matters that are a little bit more negative than what we've just discussed. I say a little bit more, potentially a lot more, mm-hmm. and it's off the field. Um, there's, there's been a lot in the media, and you, I'm just getting my phone to remind me of some of the some of the um the stories that have come out so i'm just going to read a few points here and this is by the way this is not mainstream media reporting this i also need to stress that everton have not really come out and made the statements against this i'll add a few theories at the end of this but this is what has come out and this has been published by a few a few twitter accounts um, and has not been you know not been denied by anyone so, uh, having considered quietly, oh, sorry. This is I'll go through the points. Everton's expenditure on salaries, interest, and existing loans is more than the income from television match day, um, and additional, and the additional cost of the stadium. So, in short, at the moment, we're in a position where we've got a huge hole, hole from a cash flow point of view. We're spending more than what we're bringing in, and there's not an injection of cash. Um, so, in order to balance of the books, we need an extra million pound cash every day every day for the rest of the current season. I mean, I haven't done the math on how many days that is, but given, and, and the reason for that is, um, there's approximately £540,000 worth of loan repayments and interest combined that comes out, and approximately £400,000 worth of, of, of surplus wages and salaries that come out of the club combined. Now, look, you don't have to be an expert to know that the only way to raise that cash is obviously selling the assets. Um, players are the only real assets, and that will obviously significantly weaken the squad. We can't do that also until January, which is a huge factor. Borrowing money, um, there'll be huge rates of interest, which are obviously applied to that. Um, and the owner, or the owner putting in more money now. it's you know Machiri's disappeared now, as far as I can see. Um, his last statement was saying, look, I've agreed to deal with 777. You know, that's subject to ramification. Sorry, su- subject to the, the Premier League approving it. The rumour is now that 777 have, pu- have, have put in £20 million, which if you believe the the facts there, that's only going to last us two or three weeks. Um, again, the rumour is that one of their directors, if you like, or one of their shareholders, Raffinch Farm, has met, met Kevin Feldwell, has met the manager. What do you make of this? I mean, you you've got some of your own points. Nose it's just just. First of all, do you believe that that is the extent of the situation, at the moment?
1: In my honest opinion, I don't know because there's no. that many stories flying around. There's that many, um, you know, news outlets or you know reporters, you know, making judgments on it. I mean, you're listening to it on the radio. It's a topic of conversation. It's you know, it's on Sky Sports. It's you know, just general chit-chat between people who oh, I know someone and they've said this, that and the other. I think I listened to something what Alan Myers uh, discussed the other day about, you know, um, business model and a better mm. business model with 7-7. Seven, seven, uh, seven, you know, Farad mashiri I think if we really got down to the nuts and bolts of everything that's gone on in the club, I think we'd probably be shocked. There you was know, no uh,
0: business model was well, that to, to Exactly.
1: Uh, so to, to, to put a ben and hole in the budget or, or the outgoings at, at this point for a, a, you know, how to run a football club, that's quite shocking. Mm. Um, you know, to, to go in and invest in, that, in a club like that and then have to, have to make the mistakes that he's made year on, year on. Um you know I, again i probably wouldn't say that it's right to point the finger just at him because no, he's no. put a lot of his own money in. Yeah. you know the, the the people who've come well and gone, that's you know another I mean? that,
0: that's another one now that's being put to question isn't it whether the money was is or whether it was loans against the club and yeah and the debt obviously the biggest debt the club has got is too far ahead yeah um yeah. and how that's going to be replayed but i guess that's a, another, yeah, question and, and, another day. And there's,
1: there's other pieces around you know we have have spent on um forecast that generated income mm. and stuff like that and tv deals and uh, my economics are not, you know. We've up, now got charges against
0: all of our assets, which, which again, to the common person, um, it is, you know, the equivalent of basically lending against the full value of your house, mm. knowing that one repayment means you lose everything. Yeah. Essentially, not one repayment, but, you know, a, a position certainly where the club goes into administration or, mm. or borders on that, we then lose all of yeah. our assets.
1: Do you know what I mean? It, it, Gary, if you strip it right back to when he came in, in in, like, 2018 and took over the club. You know, I know we spent a lot of money on recruitments and um, recruiting players who, who've either moved on or there's not many who are still here. But we sold a lot of players as well. Mm. So, you know, along the Lukaku, John Stones, you know, the, when when that cohort of players left, there was a lot of money generated. Mm. So when you're looking at that and the Anthony Gordon money and, and others Charleston. recently with Charleston, mm. you're thinking, well... You know, I'd love to see the, the outgoing way and the, the, the income. I and- know oh,
0: it's the net the net over the last few years has balanced itself out. Um, yeah. I mean, again, believing all of that in terms of, you know, interest on loans, that's swallowing it all up now. And mm. again, you don't need to be an economist to know that if you have several credit cards or several loan accounts and there's interest on in all of them, it doesn't matter how much money you're earning yeah. or how much that comes in. It just gets absorbed by them. And- just, just, just briefly because, again... Yeah. We're, Admittedly, as you said, and as I've said, we're not economists. Just flipping it to the actual seven-seven-seven scenario. Now, when the these guys first got floated, it was scaremongering city, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Everyone's going around, You know, th- th- no one likes them. The this, that, and the other. They've been compared to a, a payday loan, uh, a payday lender, if you like. Now, from my point of view and what I've read, and I'll, I'll give you an opportunity to to, to give your give your or have your say on it. Um, Listen, I don't think that they're pretending to be anything they're not. They, you know, their model, the, the clubs they currently own or have got ownership part ownership in, they're all clubs that have been struggling, and they've needed an injection of cash. and And these have come along and went, okay, we'll give you some cash, but we want to, you know, we want to start getting our mitts on it, and we want to have some mm-hmm. some kind of influence on it. If you look at the clubs that they have got ownership or part ownership of, Genoa fans seem to be pleased with them. They got relegated, I think, shortly after Seven Seven came in. Bounced straight back up and in a decent position, um, you know, relatively in Serie A. They drew against the champions Napoli at the weekend. Vasco da Gama, again, um, not doing particularly well in the league at the moment. But again, not many, not as many complaints as I think people as have you believe. Standard Liège, certainly don't like them as Standard Liège fans. But I think that's probably as a result of the fact that when they came in, they weren't on the backside, like mm-hmm. the likes of us and they haven't really invested much. What they're saying, 777, from what I can see and what the model seems to be, is we'll get you to a net point. You know, we'll we'll get you to zero. We'll put some infrastructure in place. Then it's up to you, then, as a management team. And it's up to the model to then start paying dividends and, and washing its face. Where do you sit on that?
1: I think, if I'm honest, it's a must-listen, not judge, situation mm. at the minute. Um, look, they're all going to have their own... You know, two pennies worth on how they feel as fans. You know, with those those clubs. Look, you're right. They've been open and honest. We want to come in, and we want Evertonians to buy insurance off, you know a certain company, and (laughs) we want you to buy hot dogs and (laughs) and all the rest of it. But what club isn't like that? Yeah, yeah. You you can't tell me there's a club in the Premier League that doesn't have these types of loyalty and schemes schemes, and stuff like that in place. So, are there any difference? I'd probably say no. Yeah, I, I, I think the, the must listen before you judge thing for me is, you know, they the obviously understand the industry. That's mm. one good thing, you know, opposed to what the current owner is. You know, and can they get us in any worse a position than we're in now? Well, hopefully probably, not. Probably not, yeah. Probably I mean,
0: not. when you've got the suggestion that we're mm. on the the brink of administration, doesn't get worse than that no. financially. And, and again, I think that's where I would be, willing to accept the claims that they are like a payday, you know, payday loan lender coming in and swooping in, fine, but needs must, do you know what I mean? When We're not, we're in a position where we're the most attractive of assets, despite people going, oh, we've got a new stadium there, but the stadium, we owe a lot of money on that stadium, Mm -hmm. you know, it might look great at the moment and it might be, you know, fantastic potential and whatever, but until it's, you know, until it's open and until you can start to... Look, guys, it.
1: if they come to us and said, "Look, we're going to we're going to bring you back up to above the waterline, but we're going to sell you as soon as we do that," you know, I'd take that now in a heartbeat, yeah, you know, and give someone else an opportunity for them to make money on uh, on top of that. Mm. Um, it's no different from buying and selling; an house after you know, you know, ripping it out and you know, doing it up and all the rest of it. But it, it's a it's a commercial model similar to City, isn't it? What they're mm. in with City Group and, and others, I think. What what. What we need to focus on now with, with this opportunity is, with, you know, is looking at a, the quickest way out of the mess. Yeah, yeah. You know, because what's happening behind the scenes, in my opinion, is affecting what's on the pitch. You mm. know, most definitely. Oh, yeah. you know, and, Players
0: aren't blind and deaf, are they? No, do you know what absolutely I mean? they, they've not. They've all got social media. They're all, yeah. they're probably getting messages from their family and friends. You know, WhatsApp message, do you get paid late last month?
1: Yeah. No. Yeah. And, and we, we I, I do see similarities to where we are now to where Leeds were when it yeah, happened to them. Yeah, You know, yeah. and we're stuck with contracts for players mm. who, who we, we just can't afford. So, yeah. you know, we're going to end up playing players, you know, who don't want to be at that level, who don't want to come off that contract because, you know, they're, they're, they're on good salaries. And look, at the end of the day, is it the players' faults? I don't think it is. It's mm. the cl- we offer the... Co- the club offer contracts to players, you know, it, it, why wouldn't they take them? But when it doesn't suit the club, it doesn't mean the player has to... Decide not to take, you know, what's in front of them. But for me, 777 offers something commercially that we haven't got at the minute, um, mm. which is a plan. You yeah. Know? Um, an ownership model that, you know, if we if we can use other clubs, you know, to learn from how they do things commercially and structurally and stuff like that, why not? It, mm. It's better than what we've got now. Uh, we're running solo at the minute and, you know, from top to bottom, everyone you ask who's involved with the club or around the club, they just say it's a mess. Yeah, exactly. you know from scouts in the in the in the local uh, park you don't see them anymore mm. so whatever changes have been made there at that level you can see that the ripple down effect it's affecting that mm. you know and and obviously with, with being involved in that in previous years you know that can have a detrimental effect on on future recruitments you know for yeah. for local recruitment anyway and I think that's where we need to get back to yeah, yeah. massive opportunity lost I think recently with, with especially with Dyson that with the fans, I mean, Frank Lampard for me is the only one who's come in in the last couple of seasons. i really wanted that connection with the fans. I'm, and, and no, no, disrespect to the players, but it's the fans' atmosphere that kept them mm. up. You know that uh, against the.
0: I think it went a bit too far, didn't it? You know what I mean in terms seeing of seeing like, the coaches it, it just, in and all yeah, that. Yeah. But you know, I flip it the other way. No, I'm not seeing the coaches in. I don't mean that. I just, I just think it, he was, he was towing it a bit too much, and I think there was a, there was a little bit too much. Um, dirty laundry being aired by the manager and kind of being a bit critical about certain things, thinking that that's what the fans want to do Yeah. and a bit of a lack of substance at times. But I think that's yeah. another but, conversation for another day. learned the
1: good things from that, you know, yeah, look, he yeah. got the whole the whole club, you know, the whole fan base w- mm. w- was was behind them and the players mm. at a time when we were we were awful, yeah, not answer, we were yeah. absolutely awful. Um, but we seem to have like, all the kids, I only know from this season, my kids, like, are we having the buses back this year? No, mate, not happening. Yeah, and Sean, you're like, who, Sean's like who, who the club that? here is like, you know, not, not seeing this and capturing it and stuff yeah. like that. But I think we, we, we're in for a bit of a rocky ride, I think, mm-hmm. the next couple of months. Depends a lot on the Premier League and how they see it. Um, yeah, I think me personally, the Premier League in the future... Um, should have mechanisms of finance in place to stop this from happening with any yeah, other club, yeah. you know. So I, for me, they're just as I mean.
0: That's in fairness, that's what financial fair play was brought in for. Mm-hmm. Is not you know making sure the clubs can't spend what they can't afford, and and in fairness, again, I, I guess they probably weren't prepared for the way that we were going to go about it. Yeah. and I think they've admitted saying look we've not been quick enough to respond if they would have responded sooner we'd have probably been docked a few points but probably be in a better position do you know what I
1: mean yeah or you know just have someone there who's kind of there to oversee your books with you, you yeah, know, so yeah. you don't fall below the, uh, the mm. waterline with your finances but Look, any club in this in the leagues, on the verge of what we're on, mm. you know, a couple of poor results, you know, go down. I mean, Man United, Two poor decisions, yeah. yeah, you don't get into Europe, you know, all Champions League, you know, your budget drops, you know mm. what I mean? We're all kind of having to adjust to that. But I just think, obviously, with ours, the, I think Mishiri mentioned it the other week, it's like, you know, this one-owner approach, you know, putting his own money into it, them days have gone. Um, yeah. I think the more commercial... You know, partnership pathway. You know, with with a set of investors and stuff like that. That's the way things are moving forward. Mm. Because as the game grows, you know, so does the the competition with Saudi and stuff like that. Now for TV deals. So is that money going to be the same next year? Mm. So we'll all we'll all have to kind of feel the brunt of that um, as fans paying yeah. for it. But for me, I think it's too early to judge. I think they need to be clear about what they want to do with our club. You know, me mm. in the short, medium, and long term. Um, and and I think there's there's obviously questions around whether that's the right manager for them as well. Well, you yeah, know? I was
0: gonna I was gonna briefly take you back to the manager before we finish. I, I almost think Deitch being our manager and these potentially being our owners, it, it, it's almost like listen, this is what you get when you get to this position. You've got to mm-hmm. take owners that are maybe not the perfect owner. You've got to take a manager who's maybe not the perfect manager. He's not your cup of tea, but you've just got to get through that period. That's my feeling with Deitch at the moment. And I'm gonna we're gonna go into Deitch now. I think, unfortunately, it's like we've got to accept that that's what we have to have at the moment to mm-hmm. get through this phase. I still, I, th- I think if you if you were, if if were we had our way and we had the resources to do it, I think it would be two games away potentially from being sacked and, and, mm-hmm. and I'll ask th- that of you in a moment. But I don't believe that that can or will happen because one, we can't afford to even if it is a couple of million quid, we probably can't afford to have that, mm-hmm. again, another debt or another you know, expense to pay. And two, I don't think we can afford, or I don't think we're in the position to attract the type of manager or coach that we're going to need to
1: mm-hmm. get ourselves out of it. Where do you stand on that? I mean, on those points alone, it's like you're stuck with what you've got, aren't Mm -hmm. you? But I think, you know, referring back to some of those conversations we had before, you know, give the fans something to get behind them. You know, if that's the situation we're in and this is the style of play we're going to have to Mm -hmm. get used to, you know, at at least get the fans. Give us half a chance of Mm -hmm. telling us, you know, keeping keeping fans informed is one way of doing it, isn't it? but I, th- I just think with us as the way we are as a fan base and a, you know as a club. You know I think we're so far away from the roots, you know, of, of what we we see as our football club. Um, Identity-wise, I I, I I you might be right. We might be able to sack Sean Dyche, but I think what he's done is he's come in, stabilised it. He's got rid of a lot of I would wouldn't like to call them dead wood. Do you know what I mean? Because at some point they were good players. You know but they're just not showing it now with yeah. us. But I think we're on the verge of getting someone like a Graham Potter me who can actually go, right, he stabilised it from a defensive point of view. Now we need to open up and be a bit more creative and challenge you. You know, you're professional footy players, you you know, you're at this level because you can adapt. You know what yeah. I mean? If another club comes in and buys you, you're gonna play another another system, you're gonna play another way. I think Sean Dice for me is kind of stuck in that that sort of crossover now where it's like, well, come on, how do we get out and, you know, express ourselves a little bit more? Um but pre- previous games, I haven't seen it. I don't think he's got that plan B in him from a coaching point of view. I'm just looking at, and uh, again, just just the cold light of day.
0: Stats mm-hmm. are obviously on the manager. He's broke a couple of records this season. Worst start to a, a season ever. Um, worst start at Goodison ever. Hasn't, haven't we haven't scored in our first three home games again? First time ever. Um, four wins in the last sixteen home games. 25 percent win ratio overall, no more than one goal scores in any of the home games since he took charge. Those stats are just horrendous, aren't they? Yeah. Like, and and as you say, it, it speaks to why the fans are, are so like depressed at, at what they're watching, at what they're seeing. Because you get hit with that, and and how are we supposed to take that with a with a you know the pinch of mm-hmm. salt or as a kind of positivity? The only shining light in there, you know, is is the fact we survived last year and we, we got those three wins out of four, which was the Arsenal, Leeds and, and Brentford games. Um, and then obviously followed it up towards the end or at the end with the Bournemouth win. But it's it's
1: it's grim reading that, isn't it? Mm. And I'll be honest with you, you, you look at some of the players we, we've we had and, and we've currently got now in the group, we've got creative players there. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Who, who can create things, or, you know, in certain areas of the pitch, like crosses and stuff like yeah. that. But is he allowing them to express mm. that? You know, and I guess the these are the points where, as a manager, for me, in his position, he's probably got to be a bit more open. You Me mm. criticise like, um, you know, Frank Lampard for doing stuff like that. I haven't got the the players to play the way I want and stuff yeah. like that. I think Dice is probably at that point now, and said, you know, to the point where he's got to set a bit of you know realism about it and say look you know what we've got we're limited if we take a few injuries playing more expansive you know away footy or whatever then you know we're in we're in real trouble so we're we're planning with what we've got in a certain Mm. way i'm sure the fans would react slightly different but to to put it back to home games you want them to come out and play don't you or at least come out and put pressure Mm. i don't see that i don't think we've got the way he sets them up and the way he restrains them to some extent. He doesn't allow them to express themselves. Yeah, it's like when that. it's
0: when you see the opposition on the back foot, we just never seem to have that urge to go and, you know, wrap their hands around the throat and, and really try and strangle them. It's like we go, okay, well, let's sit back again, let's wait for our next chance. Football particularly is a you know, is is all about momentum in it. And mm-hmm. you and you'd have you'd have your moments in the game where you're on top and, and everyone says, look, you've got to score when you're on top. We just don't seem to seize that momentum often enough. I think I look at that last away game at Sheffield United and we go 1-0 up and you're thinking, go on, these are these are a the newly promoted team. They haven't won yet. Let's go and take the game to them. Let's just yeah. go and put them to the sword. And it was like, no, let's drop in and let's just make up. And then suddenly you lose that
1: momentum. Mm-hmm. They get a couple of goals and, and you're chasing the game again. Yeah. Similarities with Moyes, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah, Travels yeah. everywhere watching them under mm-hmm. Moyes. You you were the one nil expert, weren't you? Mm. Sit in, score. If you score first, and when you don't get that, yeah. When yeah. you don't, you you you're looking at like the way that he sets the team up, the way mm. he restricts them. You know, he he just doesn't like them to come out mm. and expert He's not expansive, is he? In his style, and I think you know, going back to the the, the points of like you know with him and Plan B, there is no Plan B. You know, it, it's frustrating. You know what I mean? It, it is. It's frustrating. The points we probably alluding to he's probably for me just got to be a bit more honest with the fan base and say you know come out and say look you know i i i listen to it i see it myself you know what i mean we're working on it you know what Mm. i mean at least fans then are on board to a certain extent but you know it's becoming a bit of a struggle to watch the same thing again yeah you
0: know i agree with you there and i also think because you you speak about david moyes there and everton evertonians certainly with hindsight i've got a lot of respect more for david moyes than Mm. than they did maybe when he was there and I think he was underappreciated, there's no mm-hmm. doubt about that. But I think what Moyes was always quick to do was to, was to set expectations and say, look, we're going to be a team that's hard to beat, that's, that's the way we're going to yeah. play. But there was no doubt about it and you always knew it, Moyes. Even if we were you know, we were quiet or we had a bit of it, you would always knew we would play to the final whistle and the amount mm-hmm. of late goals we got because we were a fitter team, because you'd throw caution to the wind towards the end. You kind of thought, yeah. you know, I'll take that because, I, again, I can't remember an era where... You, you know, we scored as many league goals. We we just don't seem to have that little bit in the locker, do we? And that's the the bit. And I think that the second thing I'd say, I think this is the bit that will probably frustrate him more than anything else.
1: You don't even see the clean sheets coming, do you? We don't look like a team that no. uh, can keep yeah, goals like out. Say, similarities for me: shape. Moyes played five across the middle. And he had Kale attacking. I think that's similar to what Decore is trying to yeah, do at yeah. the minute. He had some. He had slightly less attacking wingers.
0: Yeah, I'd say that. Abs- Yeah, absolutely. Mark yeah. you yeah, know, Steve Watson, <laughs> Lee Carsley has a stint out no, there. Kevin yeah
1: people who were blistering pace like Pena. <laughs> but we had a bit of a. We had a plan that suited the players yeah, at, yeah. at the time. And I, I don't I going back to the shape here with uh, going over stuff with, with dice, I, I think it's screaming out for four four to me. Yeah. Um two attacking players to play into for that more direct play. And if that's the case, then then give it a go. You know, let, let's see what it looks like. If it isn't and we're getting battered four or five nils off it. Then you are gonna have to revert back it, to what we had. It, you know what makes me one. it makes me wonder, right?
0: So it's two big signings in the window in terms of... All right, We didn't outlay the money, but in terms of figures, with Chimiti and Beto, we've already got Calvert-Lewin. Why are you buying three, six foot three, six foot four? Or you're buying two, sorry, but you've already got a third. Mm-hmm. If you're not going to play, ever going to play two of them together? And it's early doors. Listen, yeah. let, let's be a little bit fair to him. He's only really had that option from Saturday just gone, and it was an Arsenal at home. But you're right. I think the fans will start to point the finger and go, you asked for these players.
1: You, know, you said you want a big yeah. centre forward, you've got them in there, and you're only playing one out of the three, yeah. which is why I can only see him. If he, if he wants to change the attitudes of the fans towards mm. him and, and the team, he's got to go with two up front, Saturday. He's got to. Well, let's see. Let, let, let's hope that is the case on Saturday.
0: Um, I, I, listen, we always get to this stage of the week, uh, and I am looking forward to the game. Um, I you say, that we're both. Hoping for a draw, but I think it's a, it's an opportunity, as you say, for Dyche to maybe get some of them fans back on board by playing two of the better players in the squad. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, he goes with that route. In terms of the, the ownership, we'll obviously see how that pans out. If anything changes over the the next week, we'll you know we'll we'll jump on straight away and and talk through the ramifications of that. I think as as Carl's just said, I'd encourage you to follow people like Alan Myers. He definitely seems to be in the know at the moment. I think he's also lining himself up for another comms job at Everton. Yeah. By the way, he's praising yeah. the the uh, prospective owners. owners, but. Yeah, that's that's always his a uh, prerogative. But he's a good friend of the show, Alan. So, yeah, uh, give him a follow. He's he's, he's generally sem- seems uh, generally tends to have his uh, finger on the on the pulse. So yeah, that's that's it from us this week. Again, massive thanks to Podcafe for for hosting us. Um, super venue, really appreciate it. Thanks again, Carl, for coming no on no and deputising for milsey Hopefully, this weekend brings us a little bit more joy. It can't get much worse than it yeah. is at the moment, uh, unless we cease to exist, which. Might give us, might do us all a favour. No, we'll but, still uh, be here, won't we? Yeah, we'll, we'll still be here moaning about Tramia mm. instead, of, or, or Everton in the uh, <laughs> in the counties, in the northwest <laughs> counties.
1: But uh, thanks again for joining us, everyone, uh, and we'll catch you soon.